0: The following guided meditation was given at Common Ground Meditation Center in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Welcome everyone. We'll be getting started in just a moment. But feel free to take them a little time and see your friends that are here together in the Zoom meeting. As I often say, we have to Make a very particular effort to feel part of community. It's easy to get caught in ideas of isolation, being alone. And uh, it really goes to this basic principle in the Dhamma, the teachings of the Buddha. And it really matters what we've been studying lately in terms of mindfulness of breathing. And then just generally this path of awakening, of tranquility and insight. And that principle is, it really matters what we pay attention to. So as much as almost any supporting cause for happiness, we really want to own responsibility for this seemingly insignificant act that act is what we're paying attention to, and how we're paying attention. And so every moment of our waking life, the mind, either out of habit, or because we care and we're acting out of wisdom, every moment we're paying attention. And the relevant question in terms of what we might be setting emotion in our lives is, well, what am I paying attention to? And with what attitude, what qualities of mind am I paying attention to that object? And, you know, the question is, what am I setting in motion? When I pay attention to this in this way, what kind of seeds are getting planted in my heart? Are those the seeds I want to plant in my heart? And when we gather like this, you know, any gathering of human beings around our spiritual practice, especially in terms of early Buddhism, this lineage that we practice in at Common Ground, we often remind ourselves, we come back to this truth that there is suffering. There's suffering here in my own heart and when I choose to look and feel, I see that there is suffering out there in other beings, in their hearts. Very real suffering, as real as anything is real. And we let that in, because to not acknowledge the truth of suffering means we're operating in some kind of disconnected way, which means we're contributing to suffering. And sometimes we begin by just acknowledging the land we're sitting on right now. You know, different, we're coming from different places here in the Minneapolis-St. Paul area. You know, we're on this piece of earth, originally settled and taken care of by the Dakota people and other indigenous folks before them and with them. And as we kind of, and I'm especially sensitive having just done a little study about uh, the um, some of the pipelines that are controversial in Minnesota right now for those who are out of state, and of course the pipelines cutting through treaty land, and just I did a little bit of a digger dig, a deeper dig about these, you know, broken treaties that our lives kind of are based on, our lives here in Minnesota are based on, and probably most places on this country, in this country and in North America generally. And it isn't the only sort of reverberation of injustice and genocide and suffering. There are so many layers that our life here on this planet, all of our lives on this planet, were, we're basically the fruit of so many injustices, so much suffering, so many wounds. And it isn't, we don't bring this to mind to depress ourselves, we actually, it's liberating to be real and to be honest about our human existence and not to pretend, you know, something that's idealistic or hopeful, but just to be grounded. One of my teachers, Sayada Utejaniya, makes this point when he was sort of in a provocative way challenging us, you know, is, are the Buddha's teachings optimistic? Are they pessimistic? And he, he really waited until we aligned ourselves with one view or the other, like optimistic or pessimistic. And then he said, no, it's neither. They're, you know, these teachings, this path is neither optimistic nor pessimistic. It's realistic. And I think that's the stance or the grounding we want whenever we gather around these teachings to practice being more awake in life we want to have that realistic grounding which means we have to wake up to what we tend to ignore that our lives what our lives are built on so with that grounding and with just the grounding of being in our bodies Because in a way, the way our body feels this morning, it's the reverberation of everything that came before. All the wounds and all the ways we overuse the body or underuse the body, it shows up like this this morning. This is the natural result of the body having lived the way that it's lived, been fed the way that it's been fed. Right? Now are we willing to have an honest, realistic, Find connection with the body because that might be the one thing we can do that's healing <clears throat> excuse me and liberating. And we'll begin our sit by taking a few longer <clears throat> deeper breaths in and out. taking all the time you need to fill the lungs, all the time you need to empty the lungs. And do that deep breathing several times in a gentle way but really exploring what it feels like to fill the lungs, what it feels like to empty the lungs. we allow the breathing to continue on its own. It's nice not to have to control the breathing process. And we've been learning this set of instructions, the Anapanasati Sutta, the Buddha's meditation instructions, mindfulness of breathing instructions. So the Buddha invites us to establish mindfulness to the fore. We are remembering to recognize that this experience of the body sitting, this experience of the breathing body is being known being felt. Here and now, breathing in is being known. Here and now, breathing out is being known or being felt. We're cultivating a taste for what is really ordinary and simple. We are remembering to recognize breathing in, remembering to recognize the sensations of breathing out. And in persisting in this way, we're letting go of whatever else the knowing mind might attend to. and simply tracking the ordinary experience, the ordinary physicality of breathing in and breathing out. And this simple thing is quite radical to allow everything else just to fall into the background and to choose to be interested in this ordinary Experience of breathing in and breathing out, and to really relax because breathing in and breathing out is a natural process, it doesn't require mental oversight or any kind of parental energy. be willing to begin again and again. We're really learning what it is to persist at this simple task. So it's a training in non-distraction, and we're using the ordinary experience, the physicality of breathing in and out, as a way to train in non-distractedness, the continuity of present moment awareness using this specific and exclusive object of awareness, the physicality of breathing in, the physicality of breathing out. But in no way does it require the body or the mind to become tight. Now, of course, there might be tightness, but you don't need to be tight in order to remember the sensations of breathing in, to be attentive to the sensations of breathing out. And we take it one half breath at a time So really build on success, that relaxed and unwavering presence just through one in-breath or one out-breath. That's a real success. unifying around this simple task feels good notice that The first step is to establish mindful awareness using the physicality of the breathing process. And the second step is to heighten our interest so that we begin to notice the length and quality of the breath. And that natural process of settling The breath goes from being longer and a more ordinary quality to shorter and a more refined or subtle quality. This is quite natural as the body and mind settle down, as the qualities of the mind begin to unify here in the present moment, then the breath becomes shorter and more subtle And we're not trying to make that happen. We're just noticing whether the breath is longer, grosser, or shorter and more subtle. It's like a feedback mechanism that helps us discern the settling process. There's no need to be disappointed if if it feels appropriate to take a deeper, longer breath at some point. Sometimes that kind of discharge or release is needed, and a deeper breath is just the ticket, something useful. and when or if the breathing process becomes more subtle and shorter. Remember to relax and trust it. Trust the breathing process to really settle when it can. at times it might even seem as though it's gonna disappear altogether. So use that experience to even heighten the interest more, so that there's enough sensitivity to notice even the most refined, subtle breathing. Just in order to learn the map, we'll keep moving through the steps. So the Buddha writes or spoke, one trains oneself while breathing in, experiencing the whole body. One trains oneself while breathing out, experiencing the whole body. So we're opening up the field of attention now to include the totality of the body as we feel the breath coming in, aware of the totality of the body, sitting body, as we feel the breath going out. So a more inclusive awareness of the body. You might notice that the attention wants to go to places where there's pain or discomfort, but Cultivate an inclusive, general sense of the sitting body and sustain that awareness, whole body awareness, through each inhalation, each exhalation. including all the neutral sensations in the body. And you can even imagine the breath energy moving through the entirety of the body as it comes in and goes out no corner, no place untouched by the awareness Touched by consciousness awareness. And begin to notice if you can, when you can, the calming effect of this generous whole body awareness. It's really the healing of the body mind relationship. The heart is opening, including the body in a generous and kind and wise way. No longer distracted, no longer in denial, no longer controlling the body, judging the body. So feel the calm in the body, feel it deepening and spreading as best you can. And remember, you can always use a meditation word if that helps. So for example, as you're breathing in, you could repeat the phrase calming the body, or just the word calm, calming. Same then as you breathe out. And it's really essential to train the heart to notice the good feeling as you're breathing in, aware the whole body, aware the calm. As you breathe out, aware the whole body and the spreading, deepening calm. Just appreciating the healing way the mind is aware, the whole body. And this awareness, this generous awareness, is felt as being healing and calming. Keep keeping it in mind. the body, mind, trusts more, you feel a greater, deeper relaxation of the body, calming of the body, settling. And the body is allowed to be, it's allowed to move, Sense of release through the body. And this healing in the body supports the mind recognizing the experience of joy. Joy is simply, it arises simply by recognizing that everything's in motion. There is this flow of the body and the mind, and that flow, that movement is delightful when the mind isn't neurotically trying to manage or control things. Let's see if you can notice. This is the fifth instruction now. One trains oneself breathing in, experiencing joy, this lightness of heart, this buoyant, joyful interest, everything moving, happening on its own. But it might begin in a very simple, faint, even nondescript way. It's just a sense of vibration or tingling or energy moving in an ordinary sense. We, the wisdom, attunes to the flow, the lightness, even a sense of effortlessness. And we keep joy in mind as we breathe in and breathe out. So remember, you can use that word joy as a meditation word or the phrase experiencing joy, repeating it with each in-breath, each out-breath, just as a simple reminder. learning to be interested in that lightness, that brightness, that buoyancy of the heart, of the present moment, like an inner smile, energetic smile that begins to touch the whole body and mind. Just as we did with calm, we feel the spreading and deepening of that light and buoyant quality of joy, joyful interest. As we breathe in, as we breathe out, Let it mature, develop into a more resonant happiness, a more resonant ease of the heart, contentedness of the heart. the heart content to just be here, breathing in ease, ease of the heart, breathing out ease of the heart. So we're Keeping in mind this contentedness as we breathe in, the ease of contentedness as we breathe out. And choosing to keep this quality in mind. Allowing the entire heart to be suffused with ease and contentment, sense of well-being as we breathe in and as we breathe out. Allowing the joy and the ease to have their effects which allows the wisdom to see any mental activity, any thoughts, as just thoughts. So whatever mental activity that might come and go can be just viewed with some dispassion. We don't need to control the thinking mind. So the next step, the Buddha asks us to train the heart while breathing in to be aware of mental activity with dispassion and while breathing out awareness of all the mental activity with dispassion. It's just thoughts coming and going, feelings coming and going, perceptions, whatever. We don't have to be for or against the thoughts, no need to judge. In other words, the presence of ease and well-being and contentedness it changes how the mind relates to mental activity. It just has a lot more space, dispassionate space around the thoughts, which supports a quieting of the mental activity. So this is the eighth step, the Buddha says, one trains oneself while breathing in, noticing the quieting of mental activity, and train yourself while breathing out to notice the quieting of mental activity. And this happens naturally because we're relating to the thinking mind with dispassion, from this place of well-being and contentment. so that the thinking mind quiets naturally next step, one trains oneself, breathing in, experiencing the space of the mind, the space of the knowing mind. One breathes out, experiencing the space of the knowing mind. Not the activity, mental activity, but the space of the mind itself, as you breathe in, as we breathe out. learning to keep in mind something which is very subtle, not the body, not the activity of the mind, but the space of the knowing mind itself, as we're breathing in, as we're breathing out. And the next step is to learn to gladden and appreciate this silent, Empty space, open space of the mind. Deep appreciation. There's something beautiful, even sacred, about the space of the heart. The empty, open, unstainable space of the heart, space of the present moment, here and now, noticing as we breathe in, noticing it as we breathe out, appreciating it as we breathe in and out, and allowing it to become more silent and open and still and empty of self, self Sensing that this beautiful and free space of the heart is empty of self. Even the freedom is empty of self. It's just what it is.